Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Honest Human Resources Podcast. This is your host, Matthew Kirby. And before we get into today's show, I'm going to thank you once. I'm going to thank you twice. I'm going to thank you a million times. Thank you for all the support, the love, the feedback for those who have been listening from the very beginning. And welcome and thank you all in advance to those who this episode could be their first time listening Just a little bit more about me real quick. I work in HR. I oversee all of the recruiting at my organization. Outside of my nine to five job, I have my own HR consulting company specifically focusing on career services. So anything that you need help with getting that next job, getting that bigger bag, getting out of your state, whatever that is. And then, of course, y'all know. And one of the most fun aspects is, of course, the podcast. If you want to hear more about my personal life, career life, family life, whatever life you want to call it, stop what you're doing right now and go listen to the first episode. Honest Human Resources, his story, his story. See what I did there? Did you catch it? Huh? Huh? Go tune in if you already haven't listened to it. So again, thank you very much. This show is really one of the only, if not the only shows that are HR based, dedicated and tailored to folks who aren't in HR. How crazy is that? How crazy is the idea that we're all a human resource? So if you want to know more and learn about that, go ahead and check this episode out. Matter of fact, just binge listen and catch up. Catch up, catch up if you're new to the show. For those who aren't, thank y'all again for listening. All right, I'm done with my little blurb now. I just wanted to thank you all again, give you a heads up on what you're going to expect. And as always, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. All right, y'all, are y'all ready to get into today's episode? You ready? Okay, three, two, one. All right, bye, y'all. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another week of the Honest Human Resources podcast. As you all know, we've been talking all month long about black present and future achievements for us black professionals. By this point, you've probably already heard us dig into talking about the resume and what do and don't you need to do to get the job and how to be prepared for the interview process. You've also heard us talk about spiritual warfare in the workplace you know it's really crazy out there when people are rooting against you and how to really kind of guard your spiritual self from those different influences and to continue to win in the workplace this week is going to be really special i have a awesome guest with me here awesome co-host whatever you want to call it we are going to be talking about old faithful finance and specifically how to go about and what are some of those mental lifestyle financial strategies to ultimately build wealth. So if you already haven't guessed, today's topic is going to be simple, build wealth. And this, and I want to be clear about this, you know, we can't talk about everything financial all in one episode. So this will most likely branch off and be its own mini series going forward. So stay tuned. This is going to be really, really good. So as I said, talking about money, building wealth, we have a great 
guest with us. And to just jump right into it, y'all, I have Jasper with me. He's also known as Mr. Build Wealth and is a proud native of Durham, North Carolina. I see you, Bull City. And a graduate of the North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. He has been involved in the financial services arena for over a decade, working in an array of capacities. During his time in the industry, he continued to see something over and over again, which didn't sit well with him. People were unable to obtain financial peace of mind because of the way they thought about money or because of the emotions they had towards it. And with that, his financial empowerment initiative, the Build Wealth Movement, was born. The mission of the movement is simple, to change the way people think and feel about money. Jasper works tirelessly to live out this mission and all that he does on the financial empowerment front. He believes that we all can achieve financial peace of mind, but only if someone believes they can do it. To learn more about Mr. Bill Wealth's initiatives, please visit, please check out his site, click on the link that is www.readytobuildwealth.com. Welcome to the show, Jasper, my fellow Aggie, my fellow North Carolina native, and the list goes on and on. How you doing today? Doing well, Matthew. Pleasure. <clears throat> Pleasure to be here, like excited about this conversation we're about to have today. Mm-hmm. It's a conversation that needs to be had over and over again. And hopefully we, we say some things that resonate with some of your listeners and, you know, we'll see what comes of it. But like you said before, we, we can't do it all in, in one sitting. Absolutely. It is a conversation, again, that has to happen over and over and you got to revisit and readjust and mm-hmm. you know hopefully we'll we'll touch on some things today that will again sit on somebody's mind and hopefully it'll drive them to take some action yeah absolutely and you know i've been wanting to do or at least start talking about the finance conversation for a while now so i'm glad that we're not only here at this point but also kicking it off with yourself i really appreciate it and thank you for being on the show again absolutely before we get to it as always and you all know this by now my one favorite question that i ask of all of my co-hosts and i'll ask you this too as well how are you a human resource it's a great question so for me i'm serving as a vessel and my vessel is geared towards the financial front, right? So in terms of financial planning or financial empowerment, financial mm-hmm. literacy, everybody classifies it a little bit differently, right. but I have made this my life's work. Right. And so for people who are saying, well, who do I go to? Maybe I'm just the one guy you need to talk to before mm. you pursue other right. financial services professionals. Right. And so I'm con- going to continue to live out this mission just mm-hmm. as you you know, eloquently read in the bio. Like I'm seeing this stuff every day and I'm just not seeing the results I want. Right. So yeah. we, keep... we ain't winning yet, y'all. We ain't winning We're yet. We're not. And, and yeah. you, know, you know, it's funny too, man. This is an analogy somebody gave to me a while ago is... You know, we we got this race we got to run while we're here on this earth. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we get caught up in trying to catch somebody else. Right. Honestly, we're not going to catch other people. Like, we are so far behind Mm -hmm. that it'll take multiple generations for us to, quote unquote, catch up. Yeah. So so instead of focusing on, like, you know, just running our race, we focus Mm -hmm. on trying to catch up. And we miss all these plays along the way. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm trying to get people to see... Let's just run your race. While you're on this earth, 
run this race as hard as you can. And then when it's your time to go, you hand off the baton. Right. Do what you got to do. It's but, hand, but hand off the baton right. accordingly. Right. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. And give it to the right person. Solid handoff. Right. Stiff arm. <laughs> give it straight. Uh-huh. Because a lot of us were fumbling the baton and then we're wondering why our communities can't get out of poverty or why your family just, you know, year after year, mm-hmm. nobody can come up. Right. We call those generational curses. So you're this you hitting on it. This this is going to be good. So before I let you start the race, the relay race, you know, we're going to be covering, you know, three, maybe four kind of key things. And we're going to build this conversation out. So, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, stop getting advice from broke people. You know, they don't help. Sometimes they want to help. Their heart is in the right place, but their pockets not. So stop it. We leaving that in 2019. You got to have a plan and he's going to jump into that because without a plan, you plan to fail if you fail to plan. And then at least lastly, for this conversation, we'll probably wrap it up and talk about having more of an open mind and be willing to take those leaps of faith calculated, of course, but taking those necessary steps, thinking about your situation different so that you can be financially prosperous. So to take it away, what you got to say about broke people? (laughs) <laughs> they don't give good financial advice. Yeah. That, that, that's as, as simple as I can put it. Mm-hmm. And, and part of this is too, we don't have like a lot of, and I'm generalizing here, of course, but a, a lot of our families don't understand wealth, right? So you may have that one family member who made it out, made it out, made the money, got mm-hmm. the big house, has the car, all the other trappings of I've made it, right. whatever that might be for right. you or, you know, it, and, and so a lot of times when we're having these conversations around money, you know, we're always like, well, my cousin told me this or my friend. And when somebody says that, I'm like, mm-hmm. please tell me your cousin or friend is like balling. Right. Like for real. Not, not Doing just, good for themselves. Please, not just they have a nice car and a house. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's a front. Right. There are a lot of well-to-do people, highly educated, mm-hmm. high earners who don't have wealth. Yeah. So they're t- pretty much living to that. I need that paycheck to survive. Right. See, when you're wealthy... You can take time off. Right. You could care less. You can miss a couple of paychecks yeah. and not miss a beat. Absolutely. And, and so we're getting advice from people who don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it burns me up. Right. And sometimes it's, it's one of those things when I even think about kind of my own upbringings, you know, y'all know, and I mentioned this in my very first episode, but from being from Fayetteville, you know, folks still there, you know, folks still stuck. You know, I love my hometown, but sometimes they advice, you know, it don't play out the way in their own personal lives. So mm-hmm. you got to you got to run away from that. And I know you all can relate to that in your own hometowns and all that. But specifically, I'm trying to think, you know, what was at least for you coming up? What mm-hmm. was kind of one of those favorite broke financial advice stories that you've ever gotten? What's the brokest advice you've ever gotten? All right. So it deals with credit. Mm hmm. And so for the longest time, this is before I had a credit card. Mm-hmm. I always heard. It's, it's always I heard. Right. right? When somebody starts <laughs> it off, I heard. I'm like, here we go. So you heard it from somebody broke. <laughs> and so it was like I heard that when I'm shopping for a credit card. And I was curious about credit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, make sure, you know, think about the interest rate. You know, you don't want that. In- the interest rate going to be really high. You know, don't don't get a credit card if the interest rate is high. And mm-hmm. I, I just kept hearing it over and over. So then I asked somebody who's like not broke. Right. And this person just so happens to be in the house that I grew up in, mm-hmm. who just so happened to like give birth to me, <laughs> my mother. 
So, fun fact, right? So, my parents uh, grew up in the west end of Durham. Okay. It's seen better days. I mean, it's, it's, it's on the up and up, like most areas now, being gentrified, so right. on and so forth. But I had asked my mom. I said, Mom, I've been hearing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, they kept saying, you know, when you get credit, don't mess it up. And, you know, be concerned about the interest rate. And my mom was like, okay, that's stupid. Let me give you the game. Swear <laughs> to God, dude. Swear <laughs> to God. Ten-minute conversation she had mm-hmm. with me about credit and I mean, I internalized, I was 19 when I got my first credit card, and the 10-minute conversation we had with me pretty much assured that I would never have bad credit. So to this day, okay, my credit's been A1 All right. from day one, because I had a conversation with somebody who was hip to the game, mm-hmm. not some broke person who was just kind of like wanted to answer my question. Right. And so it, when my mom debunked all those credit myths, I said... I think the rest of the world needs to hear this same 10-minute conversation. And it's actually, the when I do credit talks to people, okay. I just tell my story. Right. I don't mean like, forget the slides, the brochures. Right. It's like, right. let me tell you what my mama told me. Right. <laughs> and then the, 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 the supporting documents are going to back my mom up. Right. Because we keep getting bad information. And I don't, it's not just credit. It is all these various pro- uh, financial products and services mm-hmm. that we are just getting the advice from the wrong source. Right. That or just simply folks, you know, when I kind of think about my own journey, just folks trying to sell you something. Absolutely. You know, yeah. everybody yeah. nowadays seems to be like a credit repair specialist mm-hmm. or counselor or consultant or whatever. You pay some sort of entry fee, then you got to pay a monthly fee to maintain their services. And it's one of those things where, you know, if, if you're anything like me, I don't want just a service. You know, I want an advocate. I want a consultant. I want someone who can see beyond disputing things on the credit report and all that. You know, I want I want someone of tomorrow, not necessarily just today. So, you know, those that's been kind of my own gripes. No, no, no. no so so I'm, I'm, laugh, I'm laughing because... Uh-huh. I have a credit repair business. Oh, so, boy. So, so, not, look, y'all, I done offended the whole so, scene. So, never coming back. So, <laughs> so, so what you just said, so one of my mentors said mm-hmm. the exact same thing. He was like, uh-huh. why would somebody pay you money to do something they could do for free? And I said, that's a great thing. That's a great topic you bring up. Because mm-hmm. we do it for a lot of other services outside of the financial realm. Yeah. I got people who won't cut their grass, so they pay a landscaper. Mm-hmm. I got people who won't clean up their house, so they hire a maid. It's the same. You don't have to pay this person. Right. And I've told somebody, I was like, please don't pay me to do something you could do in an hour. Now, like yeah. you said, you said the keyword, the consultant, right? All right. I have a little bit of time in the game. Mm-hmm. So I understand that if I can get inside of your brain and see how you're thinking about this, like debt, that's where I'm really making my money by doing the credit repair. Mm-hmm. Me just disputing stuff. Yeah, you could do that on your own. Straight up. And I've right. told somebody, please don't pay me to do this. Here's a one pager. And I've had people who are like, I'm not going to do it. So I'm better off just paying you. And I said, and this <laughs> is my problem. I'm not saying you got to pay for every service and right. everything that's out there. But some of these things aren't that hard. It's, it's just, we're just... I don't think we care enough to do it on our own. So right. we're willing to pay somebody or we feel somebody's trying to scam us. And it's like, no, it's right. You can really do it by yourself. You could. Some, some parts yes. I get why you're paying me for it. Absolutely. But other parts, I got you. Yeah. You don't need to pay for this. Yeah. And, yeah. and I had to learn too. And I've been a sales guy. And I, mm-hmm. I was a, like, ugh, 
20-something-year-old financial planner Jasper was hardcore. Like, in your All face, right. blowing uh-huh. you up. I'm just, I'm confessing right mm-hmm. now, y'all. All right. But I've learned mm-hmm. is that I think when things need to be purchased, yes, I want you to buy them from me. And I'm going to make that known. Yeah. But there's a way of going about it. Because everybody's selling something, mm-hmm. right? And I think we got to get comfortable with, we live in a world of consumption. Right. But who's the producer? And most times we aren't the producer, so we never understand that side of the of the table. Right. It's, I'm always being sold. Well, why don't you sell something? And they're like, sell what? I don't like, know. You're selling yourself <laughs> to your employer. You're selling yourself to your institution. Mm-hmm. You know, you're selling yourself all the time. But yet, when it's like this product, you're like, I don't want to be sold. I'm like, but what if you needed it? Mm-hmm. Am I really selling you? Right. If I uncover some needs, yeah. I'm not selling. I'm just uh, making it clear mm-hmm. that you ain't doing right. <laughs> I like that. I like I like I like the way you think. And it, and it reminds me, you know, outside of, you know, before you get to the buying of whatever product and service, mm-hmm. most of these people, yourself included, you know, I'm sure there's some sort of introductory or discovery call or something Absolutely. like that. So Absolutely. when I think about and when we talk about kind of building a plan, what would you say are some starting points or what Great. would a typical plan look like? Yeah, uh, here's what I would say. Your plan has to be unique to you. That's it. And so while there are common themes that apply to everybody's financial plan, mm-hmm. it really is indicative on like where you are in life. Mm-hmm. Example, if I'm single, it's all about me. Yeah. If I'm married, it's about me and the person I'm married to. Mm-hmm. If it's me, and or let's say I'm married and have children, mm-hmm. now I've got another generation that is reliant upon me right. to get it together. For everything. So so, so it's always going to be different depending on the situation. So mm-hmm. I, I love what I do because there there are no two people who are exactly the same. Yeah, There are no two people who invest the same, who save the same, who your plan has got to be unique to you. And the mm-hmm. problem is, like I said, we're getting advice from people. And when somebody's giving you advice, you got to keep this in mind. They're giving you the advice based on their perspective. And here's the example I'll give you. Mm So I had a young lady, I was reviewing her retirement account and she had said some things about how she wanted to invest it. And I said, who did you talk to? Because it was very conservative. This girl was fresh out of college. Okay. And so after she told me like how she wanted to invest it, I Mm -hmm. said, who'd you talk to? She said, I talked to my manager. I said, I'm going to go out on a limb and say your manager's probably like in their 60s, right? She was like, how did you know? I said, because no 20-year-old should be investing like this. Right. We got plenty of time to get it right. Be a little bit more aggressive. Um, and, and it was like, she was like, how did you know? I said, because that old manager is retiring probably within the next two or three years. Right. They don't care what happens. They out. You got 40 years. And, and so, again, it's what are you trying to get done? So, so of course, it starts with we got to have some goals. We got to have something to shoot for. Mm-hmm. So, are you familiar with the SMART goals framework, S-M-A-R-T? Life or death. And even from an HR perspective, I always tell my clients, when you go to answer interview questions, scenarios, it always appeals well. And me speaking from a talent acquisition side, mm-hmm. hire manager, whoever you're speaking to, it always goes well if your answer to whatever question is encompassed of the smart method. Absolutely. And I'm sure the same thing applies to finances. It does, but here's what I'm going to say. I'm not using the smart method this time. I just want right. to know if you were familiar right. with it. I was familiar with See, See, <laughs> you know, just me being HR, it almost went left and, and got on a tangent. And and, and I'll run it down for you, mm-hmm. listen, in case people aren't familiar. So so I know there are a few alterations. Everybody has like a, a slight nuance. So mm-hmm. here, mine is 
uh, specific, measurable, minus action oriented, realistic, and time bound. Okay. Now, some people will flip around like the R and the A, depending on who you read. Right. It, it, there's a methodology around how you're supposed to like mm-hmm. focus on that goal. But I had to dumb it down. You know why? Because some people aren't that smart. That worked good. Tell a good plan. That worked good. I just came right, up t- with that. T- I, tell that again. I, you know, say it one more see, time. See, smart goals work, but some people just ain't that smart. Right. So, damn, that was good. I got right there. He might down. trademark that, y'all. Y'all better hurry up. So, <laughs> so, so I met this young lady. She was out of New York, and she was like, you know, I have, and she was also a wealth manager. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do you, and I was like, how do you just like start? And she's like, you know what? I had to dumb it down. And when she said it, when she explained this framework, I took it. I told her I was taking it. She took it with somebody else too, but it was like it was such a great idea. I said, "You, you she's like, you got to do three things. Mm-hmm. First thing is you got to get a quick win. I need something right now, mm-hmm. like today, tomorrow, in the next forty-eight hours. I've got to do something right now towards that goal." I was like, "Oh, that's good." I was like, "Keep right. going, keep going." <laughs> she's like, "So you know, because." Once you get like a quick win, right? You start feeling good, right? You, That's it, right? You, I can you do did it. Not, right. You did not move the mountain, right? But that first little rock fell off. You're like, woo, right? Hey, sometimes off. the hardest Progress. step is the, the first, first step, one. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I was like, okay, keep going. She's like, all right. So once you get some quick wins, you get the momentum. She's like, now you need a big win. And I was like, okay, keep going. She's like, so a big win is like, all right, I got that. Let's say it's a credit card. You're like, I'm going to give myself three months, maybe mm-hmm. six months, even if it's a year. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be less than a year. It's like, I got to do something that is big enough mm-hmm. to know that I got the momentum. And it's like, bam! It's like right. a, it's like jab, jab, and I'm hitting you with like a roundhouse kick. You, you, you just, <laughs> you're taking, it, you, you stop boxing. You just say, right. I'm kicking you in the face because <laughs> I got all this momentum jabbing you. Yeah. And she was like, and that, it's got to be something that's that important to you where you know you can't get it done in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So you need to give yourself that leeway and say, you know what? This is going to be a very big deal when I get it accomplished. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So you got a quick win. You got a big win. And then it's your ongoing victories. And I was like, okay. She's like, these are your habits. Everybody got some bad habits. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about just money. Just right. in general, people right. got bad habits. Exactly. That, we all do. That they can't shake. And mm-hmm. she was like, so <laughs> this is a real thing too. Retail therapy is real. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Got clients that do it. And like every time I get upset, I go shop. I was like, great. So every time you get <laughs> mad, I want you to go shop. And I want you to put, you know, whatever you spent on the shopping, right. put that in your savings account or your investment account or your retirement account. Right. And that's how, I, that's how I had to deal with people mm-hmm. who have these bad habits that have been ingrained in them. Mind you, these aren't like young kids. Matthew, these are adults. So you've had these bad (laughs) habits for a minute. Right. Almost stuck in your own ways until they come to you. Preach on, brother. Preach on. Right. So so I'm saying like you have to have, again, a quick win. Got to feel good. A big win. It'll make you feel even better. Mm -hmm. And then we got to address those ongoing victories or our habits. And the habits are going to be the toughest one. Mm -hmm. And you may never fully shake it. But if we can, like, dial it back a little bit. Right. Just a little bit. Okay. And I do mean mm-hmm. a little bit because a little bit turns into a lot of bit. Right. But you got to prove to yourself that it's important enough to you and that you're going to follow through what you just told me. So it's having a basic plan. This, this It doesn't have to be some 30-page document with mm-hmm. charts and graphs. Right. Yo, man, I've done, a, simple. I've done a plan on a napkin at okay. the bar <laughs> while I was drinking. And the guy was like, why, why would you, like, how do you do it? I said, well, first of all, how often do you come to happy hour? Mm-hmm. And I wrote that down. He laughed. And I was like, because you probably blowing money every week mm-hmm. here at the bar with me. Right. And the guy laughed. And I said, this is financial planning. Right. That's it. <laughs> Stop going to happy hour four days a week. Right. Can you do two days? Right. He was like, that's pretty good, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, it's, and it's funny, like, how 
how much the little things matter with that, Absolutely. you know, whether it's the happy hour or one of the ones that I've heard of the old fashioned kind of like Starbucks cup example. Now, mm-hmm. I know me, I'm winning in that aspect because I don't drink coffee. So <laughs> neither, neither. I'm already saving about, you know, about eight dollars on the venti or whatever the large side is called. You know, I just, you know, at least go to McDonald's. They they coffee a dollar. But, you know, I ain't going to stir the coffee pot too much because folks will get upset. But. You know, when I think about us being in like a new year and, you know, it's February now, of course, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where even when I see those pictures that people post of like savings plan or you, you save a little bit over 52 <laughs> weeks in a year. And then at the end of the year, you're supposed to have, I don't know, $8,000 saved mm-hmm. up. You know, mm-hmm. what do you what do you, what do you kind of think about some of those little steps and how effective they are versus really something even more smart based, if you will? All right. All right, so here's what I say. There are different strokes for different folks. And what I would say to those small challenges is, can you do it? Mm -hmm. See, the problem with these challenges is I have them all the time readily available. Right. And I always wonder, like, I wonder if somebody actually did it. Right. See, so, I was supposed to be on one this year, but, you know, I'm I'm already about eight weeks behind. (laughs) So, so, you know. So we have these, like, plans and these goals Mm -hmm. and I'm always like I wonder if people actually will stick it out and and so sometimes for me with the financial stuff Mm -hmm. it wasn't always easy until I started seeing the results Mm -hmm. so for me it was what other things can I do in my life can I prove that I can do like a a year long challenge Right. a lot of times these health ones are tough you know the financial ones are tough Mm -hmm. so I kind of challenge myself to do both and then see if people will produce the results because mm. I'm all I'm all for the excitement the bells and whistles oh I'm starting new year new me <laughs> new money new weight we getting ready for the summer I'm like I'm gonna holler at you in June to see where you at yeah because it's always exciting initially mm-hmm. until you fall back into uh, let's just call it life yeah and then it really challenges you to say damn how how important was this to me right do I really want to accomplish this you know, am I am I having some some downtime or some, you know, some tough go mm-hmm. uh, tough parts of it? Mm-hmm. It, it? A year is a long time to commit to something. Right. But if you can do it, I, congratulations, because mm-hmm. I've done physical challenges a lot for the last probably five years. Okay. And it's not a lot. Don't get me wrong. I'm right. not like some <laughs> bodybuilder guy. I just uh, said if I can commit to doing the small things, mm-hmm. that'll help me for the bigger things. And yeah. this trickles over, of course, into my business, into mm-hmm. how I deal with clients, you know, my own personal finances. But I got to prove to myself that I can do these small things because mm-hmm. that's what happens with people's plans is that they have the grandiose, you know, big, audacious goals. And I'm like, those are great because those are going to stretch you. But what about like the simple things? Because you're going to need some motivation on that journey to get from small, simple goal to heavy, right. big, audacious, crazy goal. Right. You need all of them. Yeah. Every every step counts. Yep. So I love these challenges. Mm-hmm. I have a challenge that I give people to, as well. And mm-hmm. I always see, like, who's going to step up to the challenge? Right. Because if not, you know, you've told, me, you've told me a couple of things. One, maybe I'm not the right guy or maybe it's not, it's not the right challenge. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you just ain't ready. Let, let's stop. Let, let, can we get honest? Can we be honest with ourselves? That's our other issue when when it comes to like the plan part right. is that people are just lying to. Them. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get the phone. Oh right. man, I'm gonna get it this year. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna call you next year and see if you got it. <laughs> so I had to. So, so when people like talk about the uh-huh. goals they want to achieve, I actually write it down. Okay. And I leave myself reminders, and I'm like, let me call such as and see how they're doing. Right. And you know what? I get most of the time. 
very little to nothing. Exactly. Oh, something came up. And I was like, well, that's something that came up after you set the goal. I guess it's more important than the goal. I'm sorry. Like, right. What think, had happened? Right. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you don't think stuff is going to pop up? It's mm-hmm. life. But having a plan helps you to maneuver when things aren't going your way. But yep. don't have a plan and keep hoping, wishing, and praying that you're going to figure it out. It, it just doesn't work. Right. You know, wealth is intentional. Absolutely. Getting the job is intentional. Absolutely. You know, if I had if I had a dollar for every every story that involved me talking to a potential client saying, hey, I'm HR. I got this perspective. I'm going to tell you why you need this perspective on your job search. And somebody says no. And then I follow up like a month or two later and they tell me how they fumbled the interview. You know what? One of the recent ones that I heard, I'm just going to tell it. One of the recent <laughs> ones that I heard, I was working with a client. You know, they I did my pitch, did my talk, all that good stuff, you know, really helping them mm-hmm. see those needs that they needed mm-hmm. for their for their career journey. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were living somewhere in Missouri, probably St. Louis. I'm just going to assume because it's the biggest city over there. So we're going <laughs> to call it St. Louis. OK, you know, we had got to a point to where, you know, I found I was doing some sourcing with them, finding different opportunities mm-hmm. in the area because maybe by that time, you know, their LinkedIn algorithms and stuff were off. So I was like, all right, let me give, let me get in here and see what's in your market. Mm-hmm. So needless to say, you know, we discovered all that. They said, all right, I got what I need. And they head out. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, about six weeks later, they came to me and they was like, you know what? I had this job. It was running about 150K a year and I wasn't prepared. I dropped the ball. And then I think they told the next employer about me too. And it just became a big domino effect and i'm like see you ain't even have no plan or even more practically in my nine to five it's one of those things where the way that i give phone screens i try to prepare people Mm -hmm. for whatever hiring manager or whoever they're going to speak with Mm -hmm. and then when we get to in-person interviews and it's me hiring manager whoever else is there and they fumble the in-person but was great over the phone me, if you ever see my face, I give the candidates faces like, what What you doing? Whose man's is this? We we did not prepare for this. We did not talk about that. So, you know, just kind of going back to having a plan with whatever scenario or situation you're doing, it's, it's too important. You know, you can't you can't be doing stuff uh, a cappella or a la carte. You know, you, you got to have a plan. And I feel like it helps to write it down. First Absolutely. and foremost, you know, yes. over and over again, kind of like if you were if you were bad like me when I was a little kid, you know, you got in school, you got in trouble and you had to write a certain sentence like 300 times and whatnot. You know, yes, it was punishment then, but it really kind of helped build those habits that I needed to say, you know what, regardless if I'm in trouble or just planning, let me just write it down. Mm-hmm. Because for me, even nowadays, it helps with my memory. Like, I remember better when I write stuff down. It helps me stick to a financial plan or stick to a career path or whatever I'm doing. So writing it down, having a plan is so so key. But, you know, one of the things that I want to make sure that I hit, and for me, it all starts internally before we can do anything externally. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about having like an open mind towards changing your lifestyle your financial situation, you know, if you got kids in the family like me, just changing today's habits for tomorrow's success. What can you tell people about having an open mind and, you know, how to get them out of their own way? Yeah, that's a great, great point. <clears throat> I think one one thing we, we got to do is 
don't knock the idea until we've done enough research on our own. But I've also like checked it with some, and I'll say credible sources. Okay. Everything you see on TV, you need to you need to fact check it. Everything you see on the internet, you might want to fact check mm-hmm. it. And, and so, a lot of times I'll see people who will say, "Well, I want to do I don't know X, Y, and Z." I'm like, "Great." So I got this idea, mm-hmm. and then I say, "No, no, 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 no! I can't do that." I'm like, "See, <laughs> I ain't even tell you the idea yet, right. and you've already shut it down." Mm-hmm. So one of the good examples that I have is uh, friends who do real estate. And this happened years ago when I first got into the business, where one of my good buddies has been in real estate to this day, still in real estate, doing very well. But you know, everything is a cycle, right? right? So the, the good, the bad, and it's mm-hmm. all in between. And so all I said was, when you close that deal or that house, <clears throat> let me get like a piece of that and put it in the stock market. He's like, no, 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 you know, I'm, <laughs> I am going to live and die by real estate. <laughs> and you're laughing because this was before. This was, <laughs> this was like 06, 07. Oh boy, and here we go. Come on. So, you know, 08 came. Right. That bubble. A lot of people lost their shirt, their socks, their drawers, mm-hmm. and everything else. And, and so all I said was, if you're thinking about really building wealth and, and having a ro- a robust plan, mm-hmm. why why does it not, like, why do you think you have everything in, in one setting? Like, why real estate only? And wh- what he said was made sense, which, again, which is why we got to have an open mind. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, I just don't understand how the markets work. And I was like, but you can dissect a property like it's nobody's business, but you right. can't understand like stocks and bonds and mutual. He was, and I said, and I was like, you, are you serious right now? You crunch <laughs> numbers like a madman in right. your head when you see the square footage and you got these ideas. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so I need to take a little bit of that sauce, a right. little bit of that energy right. and just try to educate you. And so a lot of times we miss out on things that could actually get us to these goals that we're seeking out, but we, we just, we just close off. And it's, it mm-hmm. goes the other way. I got people who won't do real estate for various reasons. I'm like, yo, real estate should be somewhere in your portfolio. Right. I don't care if it's physical property in a, or, you know, in a, in a security. Right. I don't care. Right. But it makes sense. It does. And that that and I kind of hear a lot of these same sentiments. You know, that don't mean you got to be a landlord all right. of a sudden. I'm not a landlord. Manager. Yeah. I, I got real estate in my portfolio, but right. I don't physically own property. Yeah. And people are like, how do you do that? It's a fund. You, I hit a button. Is I got it. Right. I got a lot of mortgages I'm banking on. Right. Like, so, oh man, Matthew, don't give me. Hey, that's, that's the. You know that's that's why we're gonna have multiple conversations because it's it's too much for one episode. You know, it we, is. And people people really gotta know. People gotta understand. Sometimes taking those leaps of faith, getting out of your own way, Absolutely. is literally harder than having a plan harder than accepting advice from broke people mm-hmm. it's the hardest thing that we can do when you think about it you know i had to get out of my own way because i'm one of those and i'm lord still working on me but i'm one of those <laughs> that don't like saving so in exchange for saving <laughs> i invest so i don't believe in money sitting around doing nothing mm. quote unquote as i infamously <laughs> call it so you know it's not that it's not there or, or a bread basket isn't there i just don't want it getting you know yeah. And a lot of people are in this kind of bucket, too. I don't want something sitting around getting 0.00001% somewhere, even though you need to have emergency fund and all that good stuff. So, look, that's why I'm not the financial person. I'm still on my (laughs) own journey. But, you know, I'm I'm just one of those kind of people. And I'm sure you ran into some people like that as well. Yeah, here's what I would say to that, too. You know, and I'm very honest Mm -hmm. with people when I sit down with them to kind of ask, like, what is it they think I can do for them? Yeah. Because, one, I can't control the stock market. So... 
I don't want people to think like I'm not the only guy or gal you probably need to talk to. First right. of all, there are some things you can do without me. Yeah. And I, I push and again, I challenge people to say, if, if let me give you some stuff up front to work on. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it, I don't need to work with you. Like if I send you an email with some documents, like, hey, read this, mm-hmm. fill this out, follow back up with me. If you don't do it, I know, again, I'm either not the right guy for you mm-hmm. or it's not the right time. Right. Because and people, that's okay. It is, yeah. it, but that's that's the problem is that people are like, well, I, I keep hearing this dude. I don't know where to go. I'm like, mm-hmm. and he's like friends of mine or acquaintances or colleagues, uh-huh. whoever you want. I'm like, these are people who know me. Right. And I'm like, how long have you been cool? Oh, you didn't think you could add? Oh, my bad. It's right. too close for comfort. See, see, we got to get out of this whole, a lot of the things that we want in life mm-hmm. and all the answers are within the arm's reach. Literally under your nose. Like some Literally. some of the best resources are folks you see every day. And I find this, and it's interesting, I was telling you about this workshop I did um, last month. Mm-hmm. And whenever I do a workshop, and it depends on the setting, this one's at a church. Mm-hmm. And I was, I tell people the story, I say, you know what? A church has a lot of different professionals within it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm almost, I'm probably 100, I'm probably 100% on this one. Whatever it is that you thought you needed from a financial planning perspective was probably right there beside you. Right, literally. Or somewhere in that sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what's funny? <laughs> Lady said this one, and I, I, I laughed because she was like, I don't want the church folks all up in my business. Mm-hmm. I said, Lord, help us. Lord, the answers are in the place. Right. And you are deliberately not taking advantage of the people who are as close to you. Right. That's low-key <clears throat> prideful, you know. And everybody knows pride comes before the fall and everything. So, but Am I crazy? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you want your homie to help you out? Exactly. And I can't, I can't for the life of me, it's like, if I needed some help with HR, you would be the first guy. I call. Like I got, I have a homegirl mm-hmm. been in HR since I've known her since we got out of college. Yeah, you know who I call right. when I used to be like I needed somebody to look at my resume. Yeah, I would just email her like, look, right. check this out. Right, like I got it. I mean, it was like right. I I want my friend to help me. Right, and I know what my friend. So I'm like I need a certain. Oh, I got a friend who does that, mm-hmm. and I call that friend. Mm-hmm. I, my pride. I don't care what you. Hey, look. If I'm trying to build wealth, and this is what I say about having an open mind, but you also got to get vulnerable mm-hmm. because I think part of our issue, and you may or may not agree, your listeners may not agree. I say, but I think we're almost to the point where we're so we're so educated, mm-hmm. right? Education's been pushed down our throat, right? So we got educated, we got high-paying jobs, and we got high, we got fancy titles mm-hmm. in big cities across the world, and and when it comes to money, they're like, I don't want to tell nobody right. that I don't know this, <laughs> right? And I said. So how long are you going to live with this problem? Right. Because the problem doesn't just go away, Matthew. That's mm-hmm. the problem with, I said, that's the problem that I have with people not having a financial game plan is that mm-hmm. it's not going to get better. You're it gonna, really ain't. You're going to earn more. Yeah. You'll have more problems. Mm-hmm. You get kids. Now you got another whole set of problems. You get married. I mean, the you don't stop having this list. Right. It just grows. But what yeah. are you doing to manage it? And that's why you need somebody. If you can't do it on your own, and, and don't get me wrong, there there are about 5% of people who can do everything on their own. Right. They're, they're I, outliers. Look, I ain't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as long as you are doing it yourself 
and getting the results that you want, you're good. Yeah. But the problem is I got people who will avoid me like the plague. Mm. And then I'll see them out at an event. And I'm like, you good? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, <laughs> why are they lying to me right, right now? <laughs> you ain't even called me back. Right. <laughs> or you didn't tell me you got an advisor who's helping you with whatever the mm-hmm. goal was. And so I'm almost like, oh, these people are full of it. This is ridiculous. Am I crazy? No, these people are lying to me. (laughs) They're lying to themselves and we're not achieving our financial goals. And then we're going to look back on our lives. And trust me, I've interviewed old people. You know what they tell me? Mm -hmm. I wish I would have saved more, invested more and taken care of like all of my insurances when I was young. Yeah. And it's the it's the same three things. Right. I don't care if they white, black, yellow, orange. I've right. interviewed. Don't them matter all. who you are. It don't yeah. matter. And those are like those common themes where mm-hmm. people are like, the more you save, the longer you have, the more it compounds. Great. Yeah. Check. Uh investing. Get in it. Yeah. Do you know. Anything. We're looking for all these answers, man. It it hurts my heart that people just won't do it. But again, it's because we don't have the examples. Mm-hmm. So depending on how you grew up, where you grew up, like my family, if you can't tell, we talked about money in the house. So when I had a question, I wasn't afraid. I didn't go to the internet first. Right. You went to mom or, or dad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, mom, yo, dad. He was like, nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> but you know, you get their take and uh-huh. then I would go to the internet. Right. And then I'm like, okay, now I've got some credible sources. Mm-hmm. You know, I got the internet. I've watched some videos. Now it's like, what is it that I want? Right. And that's what I'm seeing is that, again, as we start out, your plan has got to be unique to you. And the problem is, is we're trying to do everything like everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. but that doesn't work for everybody. So One again, size does not fit all. It does not. Mm-hmm. But yet we keep thinking it does. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. And I think, you know, just even to kind of wrap up and think about all that we talked about, mm-hmm. you know, again, this this topic, this conversation is way too big for one episode, but it's one of those things where, you know, when you first open yourself and allow yourself to be vulnerable and have that open mind, then we can talk about getting a plan or having a plan on Mm -hmm. how you're going to do whatever it is you're going to do when you're trying to build your own wealth. And most importantly, arguably is to, you know, if you're trying to make it, don't get advice from other people who are broke or doing worse than you, or maybe even running parallel to you. You know, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. But you also don't want to be the brokest person at the bank neither. So, you know, it's one of those things where you you, you got to watch out. You got to guard yourself. And when we think about our present and how we're going to apply this to the future, we're making that sense of history for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, this is Black History Month, but also talking about the present and the future is is that is that important? Is that critical? And the way that we do this and have success and set ourselves up to bless other people, our kids, wife, spouse, whatever, is to do it through wealth. And I just I just really want to say, you know, thank you for at least getting this conversation started. Mm-hmm. We got a long way to go. This is going to be good. And it only gets deeper and deeper and bigger and bigger from there. So just thinking about all that we've talked about, I know I read it in the bio, but Jasper, how could people, <laughs> how could people find you? Where can you where can they find you at? How do you want to be found? Yeah, I'm, I'm heavy on the socials. Uh, I would say probably the most Instagram at Mr. Underscore Build Wealth. That's my personal one um, at the Bill Wealth Movement. That's the business one. But again, I would say at Mr. Underscore Bill Wealth on Instagram. <clears throat> From there, if, if people want to check out all the things that I'm working on, it's um, as you alluded to earlier, ready 
and it's the number two. So readytobuildwealth.com. That'll link you up and you'll see exactly what I'm working on. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to keep this stuff a secret. Right. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, too, is, and I'll kind of wrap all this up, man, is I was listening to this podcast. I can't remember the episode or the, the actual podcast itself. And there was a guy on, he was a financial guy. He was like, do you know what, like, well, he's, he was talking about, like, wealthy families versus poor families. Mm-hmm. And so he was saying how, like, when wealthy families, like when they talk about like their elders, mm-hmm. like the kids know great, great, great uncles, aunts, grandfathers, grandmas. And I was like, dang, you're right. He was like, do you know why those kids know their great, 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 great elders? It's because they left them something. Yeah. And he was like, they left them a house, mm-hmm. a trust fund, a business. And he was like, do you know why like poor people don't know who their grandparents are or he was like, they don't leave nothing. Right. They leave them nothing but headaches. Right. And I was like, and I laughed. Like, I had to uh, replay it. I said, if this ain't the realest thing I've ever heard. Because I looked at, like, again, a wealthy family knows your great, great son owns that building next door. Right. Or has a statue. And you're like, they must have been some kind of incredible that they have been dead for years on end. But yet their legacy lives on. Absolutely. And I sat there and I was like, if this ain't the realest thing that I heard. And I said, Challenge. I have got to leave enough wealth mm-hmm. that I don't know. Kids, kids, kids are like you know Jasper. He was he was that dude, <laughs> and they're right. gonna know me. They're gonna exactly. know my story, yep. and they know. But kids, when they fa- when your families aren't wealthy, they don't leave you anything. Mm-mm. So you don't have any recollection. You may have a few memories if if, if like right. your parents were around, whoever. But right. it's like leave them something. that's like you know my great 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 uncle built that house or started that business and and so that's what i think about i think about wealth how you get there look man it's not a straight line absolutely (laughs) it's it's a crooked path it's curvy you're gonna have highs and lows and valleys Mm -hmm. and peaks but Mm -hmm. you know it's one of those things where we'll definitely continue this conversation on and for those of y'all who are looking or who want to figure out where he's at keep in mind i'll have all this information in the show notes you can also follow me Everywhere on social media, Honest Human Resources Podcast. I follow him. I tag him. You'll see it all so you can connect not only with him, but also me and continue to join the conversation. But before we go, thank you again. And I normally tell people this, but I want you to tell them. Tell them bye, Jasper. Adios. Whatever you want to say. We out. (laughs) We out here. All right, y'all. Until next time, we're going to continue the conversation. And happy, happy, happy Black History Month. The conversation will continue. The marathon continues. And we'll talk to you next week. I'm out of here.